Welcome to the Challenge Chronicles. I'm Devin Jordan. I'm with Trace Armstrong. Rob McIntyre is out sick, so we'll do our best to fill in for him here. I know that there's one uh, point that he definitely wants us to touch on this episode. So we're going to cover the season 37 trailer that debuted yesterday of what I'm going to call uh, Double Agents 2. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. MPH came up with that in Discord. I think that's hilarious. But its real name is, what is it called? It's Spies, Lies, and Allies. Spies, Lies, um, and Allies. So we're going to talk about the trailer. Some programming notes for what we're, for what else is coming up. So we're going to talk about the trailer today. At the end of the week, we're going to talk about... What was it, Trace? It was something I thought else we were doing cool. Challenge QA. Oh, yeah. We're going to do uh, uh, just kind of like an just like a, a mailbag. So on Discord, if you have any questions, let us know. If you want to send us a message, you can reach us at thechallengechronicles at gmail.com. Um, if you can even message us on Patreon too. So if you want to get all of our content that is not available to the public, we have a lot of videos. We have a lot of podcasts. You can go to thechallengechronicles.com, get redirected to our Patreon page, and subscribe for $4 per month. And... Yeah, this is the first time that we've done one of these. It seemed like now that we're kind of getting the lull before we know when season 37 is going to come back, uh, this would be a good time to do it. Next week, we do have tentative plans to... A lot of people have been asking about this. We do plan to start the ruins next week. So that's probably going to happen, I would say, late next week, like very late next week, like next Sunday. Probably Sunday, Um, yeah. We've been getting a lot of requests for this. We just wrapped up the duel too, so... If you want to be able to listen to that now, all of it in its completion, you can subscribe on Patreon, but we're most likely going to release that to the public um, once we start releasing some of the ruins. And then we're probably going to take off the original Duel or Inferno. I can't remember which one. No, we're going to take off the... No, we're going to drop uh, the the whatever the, the oldest season that is not Inferno 2 or the Duel, which I so think, I think at this point do- is fresh meat. No, I think it's Gauntlet. I Gauntlet 3? Yeah. So okay. I think we're going to take off Gauntlet 3. So if you want to be able to listen to Gauntlet 3 while it's still a public episode, go back and listen to that. So next Sunday, there's a high probability. Next Sunday night, I'll say that. So really... Monday morning for most people. Yeah. You'll you'll have a Ruins 2 episode available. Or not Ruins 2. Ruins episode available. This is definitely one that... People have asked us if we'd cover. Um, they want to know what we're going to do. We're definitely going to cover it. I think we have to do it. We're definitely going to address the controversy. Uh, all three of us are going to make a point to like, come informed and be able to have um, a good conversation on, I guess, one of the pre- prevailing topics that isn't addressed in the show, but is addressed when everyone talks about the season. Yep. Um, and I'm actually going to, I have a friend of mine who's a lawyer. He does not watch any reality TV. He has no idea what the situation is. I'm going to send him the link to the court documents and stuff like that. And just to get an unbiased, non-challenge fan opinion on what that lawsuit did and what it meant. So um, that ought to be yeah. interesting to get his perspective on it. Yeah. Um, I know that this is a very... This is a contentious season, but even beyond that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is one of, I ranked this the number one season overall uh, when we did our top top season rankings. If you want to go back and listen to that, you can. It's in the archives. Um, 
when we did that years ago, uh, I don't think I really have any reason to change at this point. Like, I mean, we haven't gotten to a lot of the seasons that some other people ranked ahead of that. Um, I know that other people do have it ranked really high. Other people don't like it at all. Um, I don't think Rob, I don't even, I don't really know what Rob's opinion on it is actually. I think his, uh, I think he thinks it's in the middle of the road. Like he's like yeah. dead middle of the 37. All right. Enough housekeeping. Season 37 trailer, Spies, Lies, and Allies. Trace, you said you had a lot of thoughts on this. Go. Yep. Okay, so first of all, I agree with MPH and Devin. This looks like Double Agents 2 Electric Boogaloo uh, with sunlight. That's really the big difference is (laughs) when they were in Iceland, it's dark, it's dreary, it's cold. There's not really a whole lot of sunlight. And then the previous season before that was Total Madness where they purposely deprived them of sunlight and put them in a bunker and only went to bars that were underground or uh, had no uh, light. So for the first time in three seasons, we will see sunlight on the challenge. So that's that's the first thing that's really stood out. Um, the second thing that stood out, and this is kind of... I, I don't think it's a huge spoiler at this point if you listen to our podcast. There was a COVID outbreak and production shut down at some point super early in the season. Some people that were on the show had to go home, not because they had COVID that we're aware of, but because the scheduling of how the season got pushed back on its end date, like interfered with some of the cast members ability to stay. So they had some replacements come in. So the beginning of this season looks like it's going to be a bit chaotic because they show in the trailer, Amber B coming in as a replacement. So that in itself tells you that there's going to be some shakeups and someone that we know who I won't say um, in case you are trying to stay completely in the dark about who went home or who replaced who. I don't want to spoil that for anybody, but someone that we know is confirmed as went home because of the COVID outbreak was very prominent in the trailer. So that's going to be interesting to see how they address the COVID shutdown because they're going to have to, there's no way to not address it the way they've built this trailer. Well, we, yeah, because initially we had thought that we, we know that there was a hard restart after the COVID outbreak. Mm-hmm. We had thought that they were just going to not even acknowledge it. I think that was our general mm-hmm. belief. I wonder if they, <clears throat> I wonder if they just thought there was too much that happened before that they didn't want to leave on the cutting room floor. Uh, mm-hmm. That was kind of a good buildup for what happened in the season. Yep. I, I'm definitely curious into the thought process and everything that went into deciding that they were going to, they were going to include that footage. Yeah, that would be very interesting to see how that's going to play out. Um, the other thing that they talk about, uh, TJ does the and the twists keep on coming. Uh, I have from very good source that they added some twists towards the end of the season to speed it up to reach a faster end date. So a lot of the stuff that happens is apparently very blindsiding to the cast because of Super. their production schedule. So we will have to wait and see how that plays out. But you can tell from the trailer that there is some chicanery that will go on. To me, the most important thing, and both you and Rob said I was crazy, and I'm once again pointing this out because I was right about All-Stars. I'm right about this too. The uh, Ashley specifically said in the trailer that it is an all-vet super alliance. I, I agreed. I said that that Oh, was you agreed with me too? Yeah. Okay, then I apologize. Yeah, it was Rob I, who I, was... Well, I think well, well, back on us because he didn't think that 
they would be able to like coordinate and work with each other. I definitely thought that that would happen because they're outnumbered this season. They're so outnumbered. That was my main argument. There's more rookies on the season than there are veterans. If you, and I would assume that they're not including Fessy in that alliance. I bet you he's included. Really? Yeah, dude. Like, I think the fact that the veterans are such in low numbers, I think it's going to make them bond together for a while. I think it's going to make them... It's kind of like when an outside force intrudes on your territory, mm-hmm. it makes even people that have some tension with each other come together. Um, sure. I think, I think he's going to be fine. Yeah, I don't, I, I think he's going to be fine just because of some of the duds he's going to be playing against this season. <laughs> like no offense to some of these rookies, but man, I, we talked about it when we did the cast previews. It's just like, how is this social media influencer who has not done from what we can tell anything athletically professionally or amateurly or besides jogging on their Instagram or doing some yoga, how are they going to really compete against these people that have been doing this for years? Like it just seems like it's a mismatch with some of these people. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to get, get into what we think of the cast or I don't know. We probably will. So I guess I can't say that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like it is what it is. I will say in the cast photo that they released with TJ in front of all of the different people that will compete in this season, they look like a bunch of like cult members in these like, <laughs> like yoga pants and like all purple outfits. It's very um, interesting. It's just not like, it's not the feel that I want of a challenge season. Does that make sense? It's, it's not kind of the, the, I, I think that the tone of, and we won't get into this too much either, but I, the tone that all stars has, I feel like is much more enjoyable than, what they're trying to put on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't necessarily like, once again, I will watch the season. Obviously we're going to do our weekly recaps of the season. And even though we weren't the largest fans of double agents, we still said it's a solid season. Like it's not like just a turd. It's not like, it's not, we're not in final reckoning territory well, with double yeah, agents. Like, at that point, we're at the bottom of the barrel. I was definitely much lower on double agents than you guys were. I think you guys gave yeah. it a solid B, yeah. something like that. Like I did. And, I and the I reason did. that I did is because it was just a solid season. It wasn't spectacular. Nothing crazy happened. I thought Total Madness as a whole was a worse season, but there were far better single episodes that yeah. were way better than the entire double agent season. So There wasn't like one peak. There weren't those just non-stop action episodes that you'll remember for a yeah. very long time. And Double Agents felt like it dragged, and even the episodes oh, yeah. dragged. I mean, it, toward the end of the season, there were just weeks and uh, maybe even months where it dragged. I, I think I gave it a, a C, C+. Plus. Mm-hmm. So I was a little bit lower on, on it than you guys. I mean, I, I would probably have it, if, if I rank all the seasons, probably somewhere in the middle toward the back. Of course, yeah. nowhere near Final Reckoning. Uh, I don't know. I actually don't even know where I would have Final Reckoning ranked if we ranked yeah. all the seasons. It to me, Final Reckoning. I would rather rewatch Sexes One than rewatch Final Reckoning. Like it Ooh. just. I remember when I've never ever in my history of watching the challenge watched a season and just been angry, like hate watching it because I hated it that much. It was so bad. Like I just well, could not believe how terrible it was. I was kind of there last season with double agents. It's just toward the end of the season, it was just rough to watch. I, I, I mean, I really hope that they, they improve. Uh, I, I really hope something happens. I, I, I hope yeah. they find some type of chemistry that just, just makes this more enjoyable to watch. 
We're going to get the cast of All Stars coming out soon, right? So we'll we'll discuss the cast then. They That's- leave for quarantine still in five days, according to my source. And do we have any? Did you ask him what I asked you about if there's still there's so? Oh, so you said according to your source, they still do plan to leave in five days, right? That was my question to you. They are planning yeah. to go into quarantine in five days. They yeah. are not leaving yeah. for the location yet. I don't know the length of quarantine or anything like that, but I I am fairly confident that they will be leaving in five days for quarantine. So if you see certain vets drop off the map in five days, it's either a Twitter hoax or they're in quarantine. All right. So we're 12 minutes into this. Let's actually get into the meat and potatoes of the trailer trailer. So I think Rob would just absolutely reprimand us if we didn't mention uh, toward the beginning, Nelson and the sunglasses. That um, is pretty epic, man. <laughs> you think... have to see this to believe it. If you haven't watched the trailer yet, Nelson's, what is it? It's like a flight jacket and he's wearing aviators. Like he's, oh no, you don't wait a second. Hold on. I just realized something. What? This is a challenge to help promote Top Gun 2 that's coming out. Yep, you're right. Because when you look at this, they're in like a modified like F, one of the like uh, military fighter jets and they're like inside of it and on top of it and then Nelson is wearing the aviator jacket. I will bet you money that it is a promo for Top Gun 2. At the very beginning too, I, and I have this playing and I'm pausing it. You see Big T in the same type of flight jacket as well. Yep. So it definitely seems like something where a lot of the cast is uh, dressed up similarly. Yes. Wow. It's going to be so weird. I'm just seeing, uh, like, I, I froze on a still of Michelle Fitzgerald and Michaela standing next to Nani. Ashley and Casey. Mm-hmm. It's going to be so weird having this many survivor players on there. Yeah. What's been really funny is to watch the Twitter war going on right now with Wes and Tommy. That's been really funny. What's, um, been, what's been happening? So essentially Wes is like, um, it, you know, that meme where it's like uh, when you want McDonald's, but your mom says we have McDonald's at home. And it's basically like when you want Wes on the challenge, but your mom says we have Wes at home and they show a picture of Tommy. Like, because like, he kind of looks like a taller, younger Wes. Like, it, it's really funny. And Wes is really leaning hard into it. It's really funny. In my mind, though, it's weird. I picture Tommy as like older than Wes, but I know that Wes is significantly older than Tommy. For yeah. whatever reason, in- instinctively, I think he's older. I think it's Even just though, because the average person on Survivor tends to skew into that mid thirties range when they start. I mean, there's just so many players across a wide age spectrum on Survivor. Guess how old Wes is? Oh, I actually know the answer to this question. He's thirty five. Thirty seven. Okay, so he's my age. Okay, dude, he's thirty seven, and then Tommy's twenty eight. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's fine. Um, all right. Kyle says that there are teams from the other countries. So we know they're not doing that, right? They don't have enough people from the same countries for them to 
have teams by countries. Right? No, from what we know of is it starts out as pairs with a U.S. cast member paired with an international cast member. And it doesn't matter if you're a U.S. rookie or not. If you are a U.S. player, you will initially be paired with an international player. Okay. How they will do that, I don't know. Then we get Ashley saying that there's going to be a super alliance with the vets. I think that makes sense. I think we we both agreed on that before. They have no, like you said earlier, they have no choice but to do that. Um, When you're outnumbered, if you include Fessy and Casey into the all super vet alliance, that's still less than half the cast. Because if you noticed, they said 34 challenge contestants. So that means halfway is 17. So the number of vets on this season, if you include Fessy and Casey, are 14. So they do not have numbers. What do you think What do you think the ideal percentage is for a rookie to veteran ratio in a season? 60-40. 60 veterans, wow. 40 rookies. I think that's too many. I think it's like 65-70%. So I guess we're not saying anything too different. Like, that's no, we're really league. not. Like yeah. I think it, it's a situation now... In my perfect world, we would be like 80-20. Yeah, but we're not living in that world anymore with the main show. Every no, year, there's going to be bigger, newer cast members from the big reality shows. That's just the reality of where we are now. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about what we, we would want. I'm not talking about oh, okay. like, what's realistic. What, yeah, I mean, if it's what we want, it would be 80-90%. Yeah, it'd be 80-20 if I got what I wanted. Because I the one thing, and we've talked about this on our What We Love About the Challenge show that you and I did... Uh, I like what I love about the challenge is that your past haunts you because a lot of these cast members come back every other season or every season for a while. They'll do three or four in a row and take a break or they'll come every other season. Um, that is such a unique aspect of this show because if you make a, you backstab an alliance in we'll say world of the worlds two you're going to have to work harder to mend fences or work with other people in total madness. And the less you have of returning players, it just becomes battle of the network stars at that point. And it's just like, okay, well, all right. I, I it's going to be hard for me to be invested in a cast where I don't know over half the people. Yeah. And I mean, I think we've kind of gotten, I mentioned this, I think, on one of the previous episodes that we've done about issues that I have with the way that they cast it now. When they're bringing on a lot of these people that are almost career reality personalities and they're career influencers, they're kind of, they're kind of playing to the camera a little bit, right? They know what's going to get them on screen. They kind of know what the show wants to showcase. Whereas when all new people come on to Survivor, they're not that way, right? Mm-hmm. They don't know, they're not camera savvy yet. And that's kind of what you what what changes a little bit when you have returner, returners back on Survivor. But you definitely get a little bit more of an authentic look of who they are. And yeah. I don't think we really I don't think we really get that with new people on the on the show. No. You can kind of tell who's there to win and who's there to get some some more fame, you know? And especially I feel like especially with double agents, it was getting easier to tell who was really there to play and who wasn't Uh, this season. Obviously we don't know yet, but you know, what would you peg 
as the percentage of these rookies that'll be one and done with the challenge? Like 80 to 90%? Uh, I don't know about that. Just, just, be, just because of the way the show's being cast lately, they're, like because of pure numbers and like how many, like few people want to come back, they're going to have to bring some of these people back. You know what yeah. I mean? Unless they plan, do, plan to do the same thing next season and bring in a whole bunch of other new people. Um, I don't know. I, th- I think this really, the whole casting situation really bodes well for the people that actually do want to come on the show, right? Oh, yeah. It seems like Kyle, CT, Nani, I, it seems like they're more than happy to Anissa yeah. to just make a living on this. Yeah. There was a great article that popped up in, I think it was either Us Weekly or one of those when the trailer dropped. And it talked about like how you get paid on the show. Like people like Nani get 80K just to show up. We, that, so that came out. I don't know if, I need to go back and look at that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure that CT's getting 80K to show up, if not more. Yeah. I. But it really boils down to a weekly stipend. Like the longer you stick around and the more veteran you are, the higher your weekly stipend. Like they were talking about how some of the cast that have been on for several seasons get three grand a week. So you multiply that by 10 weeks. I mean, that's 30 K and that doesn't even include running the final. That's a lot of money for a couple months worth of work to basically work on your tan and compete for a while. Yeah. I mean, it takes three months to film one of these things. It's like 10 weeks now. So it's like two months and a couple weeks. But that that's if you make it to the end. Like a lot of these people won't make it past week three. Because I mean, they eliminate like approximately two to three people a week. Dude, do you think we're going to break the 20 episode mark with this season? No, they've already announced in one of the like, okay, so here's another thing. Not only did Us Weekly cover it, but E! Online covered it. People Magazine covered it. Like tons of mainstream media outlets covered it. And all of them said it's a 19 episode season. Really? So we're getting okay. 19 episodes. So this thing's going to go all the way to Christmas. And that was how many episodes we had for, for the last season, Double Agents yeah. 2. Man. And are they going to be 90 minutes? Most uh, of them? It, it didn't we say. We don't know. I would make the assumption that we will have what we had last season. Most episodes will be 90 minutes. If they don't have enough content, they'll be 60 minutes. Sweet Jesus, dude. So, yeah. So, if you extrapolate that out, so you got three to four episodes in August, four episodes in September. That's halfway October, November. This thing's wrapping up around Christmas time. Yeah. Yeah. Like mid December, mid December. And then with the reunions, it'll stretch you almost to Christmas Eve. So how many months is that? It's like four months. Didn't last season take yeah, it took I mean, four months. Like, yeah. It took March to June. So that's the new reality for the challenge, which honestly for Bunim and Murray is probably the best case scenario because what they can do is they can film two seasons, but they're getting over 40 weeks of content on MTV at this point because they're getting two 19 episode seasons and then they've been doing two part reunions. So that's 21 episodes. So out of 52 weeks of the year, 42 of them have the challenge now. And then you... Hold on. Say that again. Yeah, I wasn't listening. So there's 19 episodes, so 19 weeks. And then what, what did you and say? If that? you're doing two seasons a year, which is what they've been doing, and that's what they're doing now. 
So double agents was 19 weeks, two more weeks. If you include the green, so that's 21 weeks, 21 more weeks for this upcoming season, 42 out of 52 weeks of the year. There's an episode of the challenge. When did double agents start? March. No, it was January. Really? It was like late January because that's when we did like our draft and our preview show. So it was somewhere in February that it was definitely airing because that's when our audience grew is when Double Agent started. Yeah. So, And so we, I guess we should say that too. We do plan to do a fantasy draft again uh, of the season 37 cast, which we'll do, we'll, we'll release that a week or two before this next season starts. And I guess we have, I don't know if we've explicitly said the date of when, Season 37 is going to start. So when is it, Trace? August 11th. Wednesday, August 11th. Less than a month away. We're so happy. <laughs> you can also go back and listen to some of the previews that we've done in the cast. Uh, we've previewed the rookie men, the rookie women. Um, and the vets. The, the veteran returners. Um, so those are still good. Uh, so Kyle's Bond villain is outfit is back uh same outfit from last season yep they didn't even they didn't even recycle the costumes they're they're bringing it all back bringing it all back that's why it's double agents Two electric boogaloo um the other thing to note for those of you that like the drama uh apparently casey's ex-girlfriend is really mad because uh nani and casey are making out in the trailer and Casey had apparently told her ex-girlfriend that she didn't need to worry about Nani, that there was nothing there. And there is a Twitter firestorm around Casey's ex-girlfriend saying that Casey's been cheating on her with Nani. So be prepared for that drama to unfold as well. Fessy and Nelson are arguing. Um, I wonder I, w- I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's guess. Uh, Fessy is betrayed. Now, that's why I think Fessy's going to have a hard time in this vet alliance because who is he not double cross besides Ashley? Because CT ain't going to work with him. When is he? When does he double cross CT? Well, CT just double crosses everybody, so you shouldn't know, trust he CT. Hasn't, he hasn't double crossed. I just think they've been on opposite sides of the alliance. Like it was Fessy's goal last season to not ever let CT into an elimination to get a skull, which by the way, the skulls are not back. There are no skulls. So this season is going to play out differently from double agents too. Like that, that is the one thing about this season that I am, I am, I am, don't get me wrong. I am looking forward to this season. I don't want everybody listening to think I'm trying to poo poo and crap on all this stuff. I'm just cautiously waiting to see what happens because number one, the cast doesn't exactly thrill me. The fact that they're basically redoing the same format without the skulls is a little worrisome, but I maintained in our double agents podcast, if you throw the skulls out and do this same format, I think it's a way more interesting show. We need to do, I know that Rob said that we already did it. I don't think we did. I think we should just do, a podcast where we talk about like, like we're in charge. Like, what are we going to do? Like from like theme, even like the, like type of like, uh, like James Bond theme, whatever we decided to do, the location, the format, the cast, everything from top to bottom, how long it is, how long the episodes are, how many episodes there are in general. They need to bring, they need to bring the pirate theme back, dude. The Gala 2 theme. That was pretty sweet. Don't they do it in... Oh yeah, got material. Yeah. The island kind of does it. Yeah. 
But yeah, no, I think that'd be a great pod. We each come in and I think there's two pods there. I think there's one for the main show and then there's like your ultimate all-stars format as well. I think it's the same thing. We're just trying no, to make, because you have to, to make, be realistic. You have no, to be realistic. No, 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 no. This is like what we think is going to be the best. Like what is going to like bring us maximum enjoyment. That's what we want. All right. I'm I'm down for that. If we're going to say, if you can add cast members from all stars and the current show and yeah. create your dream season, I'm in on that. It's kind of like how I've proposed. I want the all nonsense survivor season. Like just pick the most angriest worst players in the history of the game and throw them all on the island and just watch the chaos ensue well i well that was to, to be fair that was rob's idea initially i don't know if i'm in on it the same way that you two are but for <laughs> me i really want to see dude can you imagine how fun it would be to have julian nelson on one <laughs> season we need that to happen at some point yeah that would be interesting uh, the other one that I think we just absolutely have to have is Amanda and Coral, because I feel like the two of them would just hate each other and just hack away. I just don't need Amanda on the show anymore. I know that you guys were excited to see her. I was. You know why? Because she actually fights with people and will like engage in conflict and tell people how she really feels about a situation. So like the cast the last couple seasons has not had that loud like combative voice and amanda is that person what are you talking about there's josh you literally just described josh <laughs> no josh is like a puppy whose paws are too big he hasn't grown into him yet his his conflict is just him being an idiot like sorry but yeah it's not interesting like josh isn't calling people out like josh is just getting mad over stupid stuff like that whole situation with him getting mad at CT and then getting into it with Devin was literally over nothing, like nothing. Whereas Amanda's like, I think you're a horrible person and you're playing this game shady and blah, 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 blah. And it sets people off and they go at it. So that's why I like Amanda rewatching her on rivals three made me excited to see her back because that those few episodes she's on on rivals three are fire. Um, we get the quote from Nelson where the worst thing that can happen is you die. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people, I don't know. I feel like that would be a thing that people would latch on to. Yep. And then we get the, one of the closing, uh, shots that we get is Amber B coming up in what I believe is an NSX, um, yep. and appearing in front of everyone. The other thing to note too, is it looks like there's several, pretty serious injuries in terms of blood. And it looks like Anissa separated her shoulder at some point in the game, because you don't wrap a shoulder the way they did, unless you've separated the crap out of that thing. So I am fully expecting Anissa to go out with an injury this season, based on what that trailer shows. They really gave away a lot in this trailer, even more so than normal. Like, I I don't necessarily know that I would have plugged that it's an all vet alliance. You know, I would want to be more intrigued. Well, how is this going to shake out? Are some of these vets going to work with rookies by Ashley saying in the trailer, there's a super vet alliance. It takes away some of the mystery of how this is going to play out. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they pretty much traditionally give away the whole season in the mid season trailer. Yeah. Um, They're, what were they going to say? Tori surprisingly quiet in the trailer. Uh, she doesn't get a line, which you would assume she would. Yeah. 
I don't know. We've, we've already pretty much covered the whole thing. The whole trailer was a minute, a minute and, and a half. Long. Yeah. Um, what else do we want to talk about? Uh, what are your expectations based on the trailer? Like, is it a, all right, I'm interested to see how this plays out. Are you just already kind of out on the season before it airs? Uh, I, I, let, let's, let's frame it like this. So after watching this trailer, did this make you more or less hopeful for this season? So did this make you think that it was going to be better than you thought it was before or worse than you thought it was before? I'm actually in the middle and neutral because it didn't change your opinion. It did not change my opinion because, and and the reason it didn't change my opinion is I'm coming into this season cautiously optimistic because I was really amped up for the double agents format. I loved the partner switching aspect of it because it's a scenario I've pitched for years. They needed to do, but the skulls kind of screwed it up and that whole rogue agent stuff really kind of screwed it up in my opinion. Um, knowing that that's not in play anymore, I'm sure the rogue agent thing's probably still in play, but I'm a little more cautiously optimistic because the skulls to me is what ruined last year's format. Yeah. I mean, this is after, I I think I'm in the same boat as you. I don't think this really changed my opinion. Um, I think after watching this trailer, I think to myself, that seems exactly like a season they would put together right now. I think this is pretty much chalk for what they've done lately. I don't think there's any large changes. I think Rob would argue the amount of new players they have on is a radical change. I guess. I don't know. Like, I don't think that's a positive change. Um, is that really a radical change, though? Like, they've done that before. Like, like Battle was, of the Seasons 2012, 75% of the cast had never been on before. Yeah, so I mean, it really isn't. That isn't even really a radical change. No, you did like a chart over time that showed the percentage of new people on a seasons. I wonder if we're trending up or down with that. It has to be up, right? It has to be up because since Dirty Thirty, like the number of new people that have been introduced to the franchise has skyrocketed. Because you think about Vendettas and Final Reckoning, how many of those people only did the one season? Victor from Big Brother just did the one season. Um, Rogan, he was on vendettas for a cup of coffee and was eliminated 10 minutes into the season. And it, he's come back and done what two seasons since he did world of worlds two. And he did total madness. Mm-hmm. Joss has done only two seasons. He's uh, done I think he's done three. It's, it's no more than three then. Like it's no more than three because his last season was, uh, world of worlds two. He was on War of the Worlds 2. He was on Final Reckoning. And, and Vendettas. Yeah, so three seasons. So three seasons. Uh, and then you have to throw in Polly, who's only done War of the Worlds 1 and War of the Worlds 2. So there's been a lot of like one or two and done since Dirty 30, and that was seven seasons ago. Polly's only done two seasons. War of the Worlds 1 and 2 are his only appearances in the challenge, no, my friend. On, he was on Final Reckoning. How can you forget that? Oh, shoot. He was in Final Reckoning. I'm sorry. All our listener base that just threw their hands at me, I apologize. He was in, he was Natalie. He was in the Redemption House for 90% of the season. That's why I don't remember. Sorry. But yeah, I mean, you think about it. I mean, if you made a list, I would bet that number, there's probably been 30 plus new people since Dirty 30. Yeah. Because Dirty Thirty itself, you Wait, got you Tori. 
Oh, dude, there's been way more than 30 new people. How many seasons yeah. is that? Because, like, War of the Worlds 1 was, like, half new people. Other than Kyle, it was half new people. Well, we have over 17 this season. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so you're way past. It's probably, like, 40 people. That's, like, the most in such a small span of time than this show's ever had. Granted, there's a lot of vets that will probably come back maybe eventually, but I think after the success of All-Stars, seeing like the Zach and Jenna's, the, the, um, even the Marie's of the world, who I don't particularly care for Marie, but she's kind of a vet. Like, you're not going to see those people on the main show anymore. Like, I think they're just done. And if they do do a show, it's going to be All-Stars because it's three weeks of filming and they're done. It looks like they're still filming the show like a Michael Bay movie. Um, I know this is something else that we've talked about a while from the trailer. It definitely seems that way. And it's funny that I say that, uh, is a negative for the show because I do enjoy Michael Bay movies quite a bit, just not when it comes (laughs) to the challenge. Yeah. Like I, it's one of those things where I don't want my applesauce to touch my baked beans. You know what I mean? Like they just don't mix. Dude, I actually feel like that'd be kind of good. No. No? No. Brown sugar mixing with applesauce just sounds mm. kind of bad. Okay. What? How about uh, Brussels sprouts sweet. and chocolate pie? <laughs> yeah, that probably would be good. That would be pretty bad. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I like Michael Bay movies. I'm one of probably the few people that really enjoys crappy movies like Armageddon. You know, like oh, it's just see, meant to be there to entertain. Take it back. I love Armageddon. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying, like, you can't call it like a cinematic masterpiece. So it's incredible. It is a great movie. Uh, We can all agree, though, that the fourth Transformers movie is pretty bad. I have not seen it. (laughs) The Dinobots is where I drew the line. (laughs) What is uh, what is Michael Bay's best movie? Oh, that's a great. uh, The Rock. That's not even a question. It's The Rock. I just need a list of all his movies. He, are you sure he did The Rock? Oh, yeah, he did The Rock. That are has to be sure? Yes. Nicholas Cage, Sean Connery, Escape from Alcatraz, part two, basically. It, yeah. Uh, I don't think so, dude. I think I would bet. I don't know. You could be, here, hold on. Let's look. We're going to get to the bottom of this. He yeah, we're, we're going to answer this question right now. So the director of... Yeah, it was Michael Bay. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably it's probably The Rock. Like, it the has Rock to be. Is, the Rock is about as good as it gets. It's it's The Rock or Armageddon. I dude, I watched Armageddon recently and I couldn't believe how much it like still holds up. Oh, me. it holds up it's extremely well. Yeah. Like it it the only thing that dates that movie is the soundtrack. The what? The soundtrack, like all the Aerosmith stuff. Like Aerosmith hasn't been relevant for like two decades now. Since it's that movie, their relevance has dropped. It's still good. Like, don't get it's me wrong. Good. I don't want to miss a thing comes on. I'm still with it. But the, they haven't like, been relevant in a long time. Yeah. I mean, all right, let's talk about the challenge. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's about it, though, for the trailer. Like, I... Again, I'm neutral here. Like I'm coming into this season giving it a shot because I love the show, obviously, or we wouldn't be doing this podcast. I I prefer All Stars after seeing All Stars, but at the same time, there was enough good in Double Agents that I didn't feel like I wasted my time. The only season of the challenge I felt like I wasted my time was Vendettas and Final Reckoning. Like I know Rob defends Vendettas. I know he's mad that he's not here to defend it here. 
But like, I just cannot for the life of me call the two of them good seasons. Did they have some interesting moments? Sure. But it's in that sex is one category where just because there's a few good moments and a few good things in it, it doesn't make it a great season. And I know there are a lot of people and we've talked about this ad nauseum that think sex is one is the best season ever. And you know what? On discord, people have made great cases for it and I get it. Like you like what you like. I am not a huge fan of it. I think that there are some great moments. Anything with puck is great. Some of the stuff with Emily Bailey's great, but for the most part, it's just kind of like takes forever to get there. I think you can make a better, better argument. It, it's easier to make an argument argument that sex is is good than it is to make that same to make an argument that final reckoning is good yeah no question no question like somebody if somebody told me final reckoning was their favorite season i would have a hard time buying their argument because it's a it's a straw man argument at that point someone someone should write us if you think that you can make a good argument about why final reckoning is the best season of the show reach out to us send it to the mailbag and we will talk about it sunday how about that we will we will uh parting thoughts uh i hope this season's good that's all i have to say about this like i I hope they can like i'm extremely skeptical skeptical i hope it's good uh because i have to watch this at the end of the day yeah Uh, and cover it for 19 weeks yeah i mean i guess i don't have to uh but most likely will we will um I hope it's good. How many times? Oh, I was going to ask you this. How many times, uh, how frequently do you go to uh, Venmo and refresh the page with the cast of, speculative cast of All-Stars 2? Because at this point, I do it multiple times a day, I feel like. N- I, never. I go to Reddit where the people update it when Venmo updates it because I think Venmo's site is cancer. Not necessarily because of the people, but there's so many pop-ups and crap on that site that it just, like, Get an ad blocker, dude. I have an ad blocker, and it doesn't stop them all. So I just go to Reddit because the people that see it on Venmo post it on Reddit. So I just watch it on Reddit. So shout out to MTV Challenge on Reddit because you guys saved my life with that. Um, oh, last thing. Sorry, we're I'm, I'm opening up a branch here. You said a few months ago a very interesting statement that is starting to bear out as the truth. You said that is war of the worlds one an aberration in the, in the trajectory of this show. You were like, is this like this cast, this format was great and it was a great season with great cast members. And then we got war of the worlds two, which had potential to be a great season, but quickly fell apart. Total madness, which also had great potential, but kind of fell apart. And then I, we've talked about double agents it's beginning to look like War of the Worlds 1 was the aberration and the norm is double agents now. Well, I think, so I think my statement was when we were talking about the cast. I, uh-huh. I, think, I think I was talking about the cast for War of the Worlds 1 and War of the Worlds 2. And I actually like War of the Worlds 2. Um, yeah. But I was just referring to the cast, right? So was the yeah. cast for War of the Worlds 1 and War of the Worlds 2 an aberration when it comes to the overall timeline of the show? And I think the answer is resoundingly yes. Yeah. Um, Especially, especially now, with all stars now. <laughs> yeah. It's just too much of a commitment for anyone good to want to come on. Right. It's 10 weeks is a long time. Not, not much of a reward. Um, not, not fun enough. Um, th- there just isn't really a hook for these people to want to do it. 
Yeah. Especially uh, if you were a cast member in the good old days where people showed up to compete, but they were really kind of there for the free vacation and to have fun. And then if they won money, awesome. Otherwise they just got a great experience and they were happy with it. You know, the people that come on now, it's a job. Like they're there to do a job. That That's the way it feels in a lot of cases for the cast. And so it's kind of sad that you were right on that. Not that you were right, but just that, that, that is a true statement. Yeah. Like that cast of, when you look at the U S team on war of the worlds two, like that is by far the most stacked team in history. Like that is unbelievable that they got all of those people to be on a team and the season turned out to be a disappointment. Like, was it a bad season? I no, I, I still liked it. I lost it like halfway through the season. It got boring to me. And it was the only season my wife has watched in real time with me. And she was even like, Hey, I really love the beginning of this season. It's really falling apart. (laughs) The, um, what were we talking about? We were talking about what, what did you say before you talked about where the world's too? You're going on a trajectory somewhere. Uh, oh, just the trajectory. That It's sad that the trajectory is that the casting for War of the Worlds 1 and 2 were an aberration, and instead it's where we are now. Like, that's the norm. Like, we're probably not going to see oh. a War of the Worlds 1 and 2 type cast ever again on the main show. What I was going to say is, think about it, it's crazy. Uh, people, I would need to think about it, but, like, between double agents, there were probably some people that spent over half a year together on the cast between double agents and, uh, and this season that just, yeah. yeah. Fessy and Casey, you know what I mean? They were made it to the finals in both seasons in a row. Um, or even look at Corey and Nelson. I mean, Nelson went home early in double agents, but like he was all the way to the end until right before the final. And so was Corey and Corey um, was, you know, like, it's just, it's unbelievable how long these people have had to spend together. That is an interesting to think about. The, well, the other point that I was going to make about the cast too, is something that happened in war of the worlds one and two is they really hit on a lot of the rookies too. They hit on, they hit on bear. They hit on Georgia. There were a lot of really, inter- I, I think Georgia is incredible. And I think it's a shame that she's probably not going to be. Yeah. It, it doesn't look like she's going to be on again. Yeah. She's um, not coming back probably. Yeah, and so even when they do get these great people on the show, they lose them. Um, that that can't happen. When you have someone that's really talented on the show, you need to do pretty much whatever you can to be able to keep them there. Yeah, barring um, legal issues like Bear, like you yeah, know, do what you can to get him back. Like the fact I understand why Wes needed to take a couple seasons off because he had, or just this season and All Stars because he, you know, his dog was dying and that's tough. He's coming out of the pandemic and his business, you know, is a business incubator. Pandemic was not exactly the greatest time to start a new business unless you could run it out of your house. So the fact that he's probably going to be spending the next few months trying to get his businesses back up and running well so that he can get his main revenue maker going, you know, it might be a minute before we see West back. And that's, that's also sad that that's happening. All right. This is it. We're going to wrap it up. Uh, somehow we talked 47 minutes about... A minute and a half trailer. <laughs> so, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we haven't asked for this in a while. If you haven't left a rating and review, we would greatly appreciate it. If you did it on iTunes, it helps other people find the show. Um, 
and Spotify. We've had some really good, like, just so uh, the listeners know, I want to say this. Most of the people listening to this show now that aren't Patreons are finding us on Spotify. So for those of you that are listening on Spotify, thank you so much because it's comparing the analytics between Apple and Spotify are night and day. Like it's unbelievable. So um, thank you to all the people that have found us through Spotify. That's been a huge uh, humbling thing to see happen. Yeah. So if you want to, uh, be part of the mailbag. You can send us questions at thechallengechronicles at gmail.com. You can message us on Discord. You can message us on Patreon. We'll have the mailbag on Sunday. The ruins will happen uh, late next week, early next week, uh, depending on what happens. I mean, we we're probably we should probably just wait until the cast maybe gets released for All Stars two next week and do an episode then. Yeah, uh, we might know who's in quarantine by Wednesday of next week. Yeah. Like officially yeah. in quarantine. Yeah. So thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye.